Welcome back to another episode of Clinical Appraisal, a show dedicated to exploring the foundations of nursing science and practice, including theory, measurement, and methodology, and the first podcast of its kind to do a deep dive into the nuances of nursing research. My name is Ian Lane, and I'll be your host. All opinions shared on this podcast are my own, and none of the information I share constitutes medical or nursing advice. This podcast is for educational purposes only. As of late, I've become enraptured by this question of what it means to be doing nursing science. And more recently, I've been asking interview guests what their conception of nursing science is and also what it means to be practicing nursing. The more I think about it, the more I realize that in order to truly define nursing science, you have to first define what nursing is. And you could, of course, One could suggest that nursing research is simply the act of conducting research that focuses on something related to the practice of nursing or something that is of interest to nurses or something involving nursing care or some derivation thereof. And that sits somewhat unsatisfactorily for me for a variety of reasons. But Backtracking momentarily, another thing that I have been thinking as of late is that in order to truly define nursing, one has to also delineate what is medicine and medical science. And if you've listened to the last couple of episodes, you will have heard this idea, which I don't know how widely it is shared, that medical science and nursing science per se may not really exist as sciences beyond simply applying a label to something that we know to be the application of scientific principles from biology and physiology to engineer better human outcomes. Now, again, I just want to reiterate that that is something that Dr. Sales mentioned on her interview episode that she did with me recently and something that I have recently mentioned and been thinking about, but I think it is worth considering that these labels may have meaning insofar as they are simplistic or rather simplified ways for us to conceive of something complicated that is more process-based. Like if nursing is the process of implementing care for people, then saying something about the act of conducting research on some process of nursing or other can be called nursing research or nursing science. And that label, while it has some usefulness for us in terms of being able to describe something in a simplistic fashion for others without having to default to the sort of reductionist, this is the information we're using to do. I mean, for example, if you are conducting, say, neuroepidemiology research in uh, a neurointensive care as a certified neuroscience nurse, you may be doing what you conceive of as nursing science, and I think that there's a good argument for that. 
But you could also say that what you are doing is leveraging the principles and the knowledge of the field of epidemiology or neuroepidemiology in your case to bring to bear on a nursing-related question or process. And I think the same thing can be said of medical science, that medicine, if you define it simply as the science and practice of engineering improved human outcomes in disease states, and I'm not so sure how tightly I would hold to that definition, but suppose that's uh, just a temporary working definition of what medical science could be conceived of as, it would make sense then to use the label medical science to simplistically subsume everything that falls in the bin of biological engineering. So biomedical engineering, uh, biostatistics, epidemiology, physiology, anatomy, kinesiology, all of these things. I mean, the, the simplest way to attack this is to say, yes, I do medical science. And what you mean by that is it's an aggregate, well, if we are holding to this definition, this operational definition that I've sort of made up here, what you are doing is saying, essentially, my objective is to leverage scientific knowledge from XYZ disciplines and apply it to problems related to disease to try to engineer a better outcome. And again, these this may be an overly simplified way of viewing medicine and medical science, but if you take these things together, the, the next thought that I have is, how do we delineate between the two? And I know that I've had this conversation on the podcast before from at least one vantage point, and I know I ask my interview guests this question, and I will continue to do so. And I don't think that I'm going to come to anything remotely like a solidified conclusion in today's chat, but I would like to ponder on some things related to these questions today. And so I just posted this podcast episode with David Warren last night, and I, of course, asked him this same question, and I got to thinking uh, during his response and also after editing and reviewing that episode, I've been thinking more deeply about where these delineations might be in fact, between medicine and nursing. But I realize as I begin to think deeply about these things, it gets very complicated very quickly because defining something so broad as medical science and something, in a sense, even broader as nursing science, as it encompasses an extraordinarily wide range of phenomena in the health services landscape, to say that it is a difficult task is... It's a significant understatement. The more I think about this, the more I realize that the definitions themselves must come before the delineations. And in a way, when I begin thinking about those things, I, my inner Wittgenstein comes out and says, these are just fabrications of language that definitions have only imbued in them the meaning we give them. And in that, I mean, that's also a little bit postmodern, but this idea that we assign value and meaning to certain words and that in those definitions, I, I guess my point is that perhaps the definition ought to include not just this phraseology that we've come to accept as being true, but also the act and behaviors of this 
field and those adjacent to it that we're trying to delineate it from, such as medicine. But given that medicine overlaps in many ways and vice versa with nursing, and that much of the knowledge that nurses use comes from this so-called medical sciences or biomedicine at large, how does one differentiate what nursing is from what medicine is? Now, you may say, well, medicine applies some kind of diagnostic understanding to the problem solving that must be invoked to take care of a patient from the standpoint of the sort of orchestrator of the medical team, which is the physician. But in some cases, that's no longer true. It may have began that way, but it is no longer the case that it is always the physician who leads the team. As one example, in the outpatient rehabilitation center, Nowadays, the doctor of physical therapy may be the leader of the rehabilitation team, insofar as there is a team at all, or that the physical therapist is the team, in the sense that perhaps they're the only one involved with a particular patient, depending on the context uh, or that situation for that patient's care needs. Another example, of course, is the advanced practice nurse, suppose the midwife. If you have an otherwise healthy pregnancy with no serious complications that arise, a nurse midwife can take that patient from literally conception to delivery without the input of a single other professional. Now, it is, of course, the case that good practice and certain contexts and conditions require some input from an obstetrician, let's say, or some, or a maternal fetal specialist, for example. Uh, but again, if we're operating from the premise of an entirely otherwise safe and healthy pregnancy, in some sense, depending on the state that that person practices in, it may be entirely unnecessary for that person to coordinate that care with anyone else. Uh, now, take that with a grain of salt, because I'm not particularly familiar with the practices, the intricate practices of a certified nurse midwife, per se. But the point is simply to say that there is sufficient overlap at this point that these lines have become much more blurry than they used to be. Now, earlier, I had proposed a working operational definition of nursing as the implementation of patient care. And suppose that's how we choose to define what nursing is. I'm not saying we should, but suppose that's the definition. Implementing the care or implementing the delivery of care for an individual or a family or a community. Well, if you think about that from the standpoint of a community, how is that different from public health? Perhaps it's not. If you think about that from the standpoint of the individual care delivery in a patient room, let's say in the context of some emergency or other, and you, instead of being a nurse or a nurse practitioner or some other derivative of nursing staff, perhaps you are a physician and you are implementing some care, which they do, of course, do. Now, if you're a physician implementing care delivery for a patient, are you practicing nursing? If that were to be set as the definition, let's say, that would, I think, necessitate that in that moment, we would conceptualize that physician as practicing nursing. Now that sounds silly to most people because we identify that person as physician and what they're doing as practicing medicine. And therein lies another layer of complexity for me, which is the personal and professional self-identification that comes into play. 
and identity as such plays a big role in how society views us and how we view ourselves in social roles. It is the case that our identities are intrinsically wrapped up in how we portray ourselves to others. But it's also the case that our identities are built and co-constructed with others in society. And the reason I think this is important in this, this space of thinking about what is nursing and what is medicine is because if you identify as a nurse versus if you identify as a physician, those identifications, they must matter too. Because if the definition of nursing is the act of implementing care delivery for a patient or their family or a community, and you happen to be doing that implementation as a physician, but you would not contend that you are practicing nursing, you would contend that you are practicing medicine because you identify as a physician, that must be an important factor to consider here. And it begs the question, if that was the definition of nursing, then why could that person get away with saying they're actually practicing medicine in those moments? Again, forgive me, because I understand that we're taking this uh, to a logical extreme, but bear with me and just take it as sort of the thought experiment that it is here. Why is it that that physician could get away with, so to speak, pretending that they are not in that instant where they are providing direct care to a patient and actively implementing the care delivery for that patient, how they're not then practicing nursing based on our operational definition. And part of the reason we can get away with that is because of that self-identity. Because we know, and they know, that they went through a certain training path with certain types of classes to be able to get to that point where they consider themselves physician, where they've been licensed, where they have uh, worked through a certain series of hoops and ladders and jumped through X, Y, and Z to get to the position that they are in in society where we consider them physician and where they consider themselves physician, and that's the identity that they have taken on. And the same thing is true for nurses. Nurses go through an entirely different set of steps. They jump through various other hoops that are tremendously different from the hoops that physicians jump through. And therefore, their identity as nurse is different than what would have been their identity as physician had they gone to, say, medical school and attended residency and became a licensed physician. When it comes to the actual pragmatic elements of implementing care, there's so much overlap that sometimes those identities, while they don't overlap, the actual elements of the job overlap significantly. And so I think that part of the delineation has to include the element of identity. As the late Donna Deers from the Yale School of Nursing had put it in her fabulous book, Speaking of Nursing, which I recommend every nursing student read, she said, nursing is what nurses do. Intrinsic in her perspective, whether it was explicit in her writing or not, and I think that it was, but that may have just been my take in reading her chapters, is that identity is infused directly in the role, and as such cannot be extricated when we want to define what nursing is. If nursing is what nurses do, and nurses self-identify as nurses, and to consider yourself a nurse is to embody a certain identity in your practice, 
then whatever practice you are doing as someone who identifies as a nurse may constitute nursing practice. Now, there are, of course, legislative considerations here, because again, just because you identify yourself as a nurse, and there are people who identify you as a nurse, and so this co-constructed identity comes into play, also with that comes a co- or, in this case, tri-constructed identity where society has put certain parameters around you as someone who's identifying themselves as a nurse and what you're capable of doing and what you are allowed to do legally. And so there are other parameters at play here as well. But suppose for a moment, as again, a, another thought experiment, the legislative landscape just somehow opened up entirely and miraculously, and I don't necessarily think this would be a good thing, but just for the sake of this thought experiment, imagine there were no specific or pre-specified parameters for something like scope of practice. Suppose that scope of practice laws just vanished, and nurses and physicians could behave as they, as they wished— or they were trained to do particular things, and, and they did not have this legislative precondition that said, because you identify as a nurse and because you were trained as a nurse, here is your pre-specified set of behaviors that are legally allowable for you under your licensure. And you over here as physician here are yours, which is essentially limitless. Uh, that's It's not exactly pragmatically limitless, of course, as we know, but but under the, the actual licensure, the physician is, in most states, allowed to do essentially anything. <laughs> if those disappeared entirely, then one would assume the overlap that already exists would continue to creep until there was so much overlap in some roles that the actual roles themselves would be indistinguishable. So imagine that a certified registered nurse anesthetist who no longer had the parameterized dictates of the state telling them you may or may not do X, Y, or Z in an anesthetic practice, and you compared their practice to that of an anesthesiologist physician, after a certain length of time, one would imagine that their practices would overlap so much as to be completely indistinguishable from one another. In the event that that took place, if the CRNA continued to identify as a nurse anesthetist and the physician continued to identify as an anesthesiologist, we may consider them to be in two different roles still, and that delineation would be entirely predicated on their identity. And once again, the identity there isn't just self-described, it's also co-constructed with society, which means that the physician anesthesiologist had to attend four years of medical school and jump through those hoops, the USMLE, for example, and all its varied steps that are involved there, and then attend internship, whether transitional or otherwise, and then attend four years of anesthesiology residency, and then possibly a fellowship, supposing that they did some subspecialty training in neuro or cardiovascular or critical care anesthesia, for example. Meanwhile, the CRNA went to nursing school and then 
I think it's two years in uh, critical care capacity as a registered nurse, and then went through their steps to get into CRNA school, and suppose that they have their DNP, and then they did some postdoctoral fellowship training program for some period of time. And in any case, the actual job is identical in every way in this thought experiment. But the co-constructed social identity that they have taken on each individually is the differentiating factor. So in some ways, backing up to the original point, what distinguishes nursing from medicine? In some ways, it's the preordained legislative capacity differences between the two roles. In another sense, it is the self-identification and co-constructed social identities of each professional. But I still think that doesn't completely capture the differences. And this is where I have talked about this on the podcast before, so I hope you'll bear with me and stick this out. I do believe it would be easier to begin with medicine as even though there is significant disagreement among philosophers of health and medicine with this perspective. Many people hold the Borsian sort of normative physiological perspective of what constitutes disease, by which I mean disease is considered to be a sort of break from the statistical normality, uh, the normal distribution, the normal Gaussian curve of some phenotypic response to that gene-by-environment interaction. And that is a bit of a convoluted and messy way to say, I think that medicine is easier to define if one accepts the Borsian terminology, the Borsian definition of medicine and health. That is rather the opposite of disease. And if disease is identified as something that breaks from the statistical norm for that organism, for that phenotype, then medicine is the thing that attempts to correct that pathology. There's a lot of debate about that in the philosophy of medicine and the philosophy of health. And so theoretical medicine is still a thing for a lot of philosophers and ethicists. But Largely, the pragmatic elements of society having accepted that definition of medicine leads me to conclude that it is at least satisfactory enough for our purposes now. But there does not exist the same consensus definition of what nursing is. Now, you could look at the International Council for Nursing, I believe it is, the ICN, definition, and I think they use the 1977 definition from Virginia Henderson, which I actually particularly like, and I'll tell you why in a moment. But you can look at the ANA's definition. Um, the American Academy of Nursing has a definition, I believe. They overlap somewhat. Um, I've heard in many cases that the definition of nursing is essentially providing care to the human responses to disease, and the human responses component is somehow differentiated from the sort of purely pathologic component that is the definition of medicine. I think there is something different in the 
pragmatic philosophical orientation to nursing as compared to medicine. If we accept the temporary working definition of medicine as being the absence of disease and disease being the break from our statistical phenotypic norm, then medicine itself is the attempt to engineer, in my perspective, to engineer an optimal outcome for that organism that happens to be diseased to try to eradicate the disease. If we take that as the launching pad and think for a moment then what constitutes nursing, which uses many of the same sciences, and, uh, and allow me to interject as well that if we conceive of medical science as being those pieces of scientific knowledge and epistemic understanding that underpin that attempt at engineering that human outcome, that organismal outcome, rather, then we might use that as a launching pad to then jump into what is nursing science. That is to say, nursing uses various scientific and epistemological bases of knowledge from which to do something for a patient or family or community. And that's something, that's the part I'm interested in now. And then I think that the standard response to this would be the human responses to disease would fit into that bracket. And perhaps it does. What is the thing that nurses are focused on differentially? And in a previous episode, I made the contention that what medicine focuses on is largely disease with some statistical overlap in a bimodal fashion with nurses who are largely focused on human responses and the humanity or the, the human who happens to be diseased, for example. And so it's not just about the organism and the pathology. The focus is different. The focus is on the human. So it is, in a sense, more holistic. But, of course, there is significant overlap where there are many nurses who don't take a humanistic, holistic, person-centered, patient-focused approach. They take a more biomedical, biochemical-centric position on what it means to care for a patient. And I think that's part and parcel of where identity creeps back in. Because they may be focused on the molecules, for example, or the genetic expression, gene-by-environment interaction that gives rise to some phenotype, and they may consider what they're doing to be very akin to medical science, but they may still identify as a nurse, having gone through the trajectory that nursing has afforded them that is differential compared to their physician counterparts. And meanwhile, of course, there are physicians who take a very holistic, human-centered, person-centered, patient-focused approach to the humanity that just happens to be ill. And we would still not say that they are practicing nursing per se. And this, as I mentioned in one of my previous episodes, implies a bimodal distribution, a probability distribution which has two distinct modes, but which overlaps significantly with one another. And so in saying this, I think that the binary distinction is one of identity. The pragmatic distinction is one of a statistical distinction, in which case the average 
nurse is focused on something like human responses to disease and the human who happens to have a disease, whereas the typical medical response is to focus on the disease itself. But of course, this gets incredibly complicated, even still, because I am tempted, I feel myself tempted now to conclude, therefore, that the pragmatic elements that differentiate nursing from medicine are philosophical, and in part, there's a bimodal probability distribution that overlaps but is distinct at the statistical means between the two groups in terms of focus, which I believe to be correct. But the discrete categorical boxes that are different between the two are very much in terms of identity and the co-social construction of that social norm that is, this is the training path and the licensure and on and on for a nurse as compared to a physician. But here's where things get a little bit complicated for me. If we continue down this path of the pragmatic elements, the actual job, there still seems to be sufficient difference in the execution of daily functions, daily tasks, such that it is fairly easy for individuals to identify nurses from physicians. And I wonder why that is. You might feel incredulous at that idea, because of course it's easy to identify physicians from nurses and vice versa. And of course we can tell the difference when we walk into a hospital. But if it's this difficult to define what is nursing from what is medicine, why is it so easy to determine who the nurses are from who the physicians are? Now, in some cases, it's not, of course. Some people are very confused by nurse practitioners and physician assistants and all of that stuff notwithstanding. If we just look at providers, so to speak, versus staff nurses on the floor, it is readily apparent to most people who the nurses are and who the providers are. And I wonder, why is that? That seems to be at odds with what we just spent 30 minutes discussing, which is it is incredibly difficult to disentangle what is nursing from what is medicine. And yet we can see it. And this brings me to what Dr. Sales had talked about with me and what I have been thinking about more and more frequently over the last year, which is that although nursing has adopted the ADPI model, for those pre-nursing students listening, ADPI stands for assessment diagnosis. That's nursing diagnosis, generally not medical diagnosis. But if you're a nurse practitioner, you could think of it as a so-called medical diagnosis. Planning implementation or intervention, and evaluation. Although nursing has that model embedded in it from an early stage, which I very much appreciate, if we take a step back from the inner workings of what nurses think they are doing and look at the system of healthcare as a whole, the thing that runs the system are the nurses. Nursing is what operates the system of healthcare. Now, you may actually go a step further, which is to say that nursing is the system. And why is that? It's because nurses implement care delivery. There would be no care delivery without the nurses. It strikes me 
that the implementation of healthcare delivery is nursing. So it, I guess what I'm saying is you can view it one direction, which is to say that nursing is healthcare. Or you could view it bidirectionally the other way around and say that healthcare delivery is nursing. And what is healthcare delivery? It's the implementation of care. And when you think about what the ADPI model is, it's the development of a care plan for a patient or their family or the community. And when you think back to the statement that I made that it is readily apparent that you can walk into any hospital and readily differentiate nurses from providers, why is that? I think that the reason is because whether the provider has dictated a plan or not, the individual that implements that or the individuals that implement that plan are the nurses. So intrinsic in nursing is implementation. As Dr. Sales said, nurses are the implementers. In that framing, implementation of healthcare outcomes is the domain of nursing and thereby the domain of nursing science. Now, again, there are even more subtle complexities here because there are nurse scientists who identify as nurse scientists who conduct genomics research and bioinformatics research and work on subcellular problems. But are they nurse scientists because they identify as nurse scientists and were trained in nursing? Or are they conducting biological science or genetics or bioinformatics research? And they just happen to identify as a nurse scientist. That is a question worth exploring in a separate podcast, but I will leave it to you to think about until that time. I think there is something to the idea that there is a nursing science, but what nursing research has become is a conglomeration of knowledge generators in a variety of biological subdisciplines, all the way up to even psychosocial and economic disciplines that are bringing a nursing lens to that work. But doing, say, econometrics or psychometrics through the lens of nursing does not intrinsically mean that it is nursing science per se unless your definition hinges entirely on self-identification. I think that's a good place to stop because I think that I have made a compelling case for the possibility, at least that it is plausible, that one's identity may in fact dictate quite a lot. And again, just as a reminder, don't misunderstand identity to mean my self-described identity, because identity is much more complicated than that. Identity isn't just self-described. You don't just determine your identity without input from others. Your family, your community, the social structure, the legal system, the healthcare hierarchy, they all dictate your identity along with your subjective experiences phenomenologically. So while it is the case that subjective identity may play an enormous part in this process of determining what is definable and what is not as being nursing and nursing science versus, say, medicine and medical science, and whether they exist independently of their substructures 
at all. I do think that there is also intrinsically some pragmatic element that involves the behavioral apparatus of healthcare. And in that sense, I think the behavioral component of what is nursing is the implementation of patient care. Perhaps with the added addendum of focused on human responses to disease and patient-centered outcomes versus simply to modify disease states. However, if nurses implement medical care, then in some sense they are also operating from a disease-centered model as well. It's also the case, of course, that a good majority, maybe a vast majority, of what nurses do when they implement care is utilize what we consider to be medical knowledge. Now, the question of why we consider it medical knowledge per se is a little bit vexing, of course, because you could just as easily consider it nursing knowledge, depending on how you prioritize certain elements of the care delivery. But that notwithstanding, certainly we would consider some significant proportion of the day-to-day work of clinical nurses to be utilizing and leveraging medical information. But even when considering this, it appears to be the case that the medical information is filtered through the nursing process, which is imbued with a certain philosophical undertone of humanism and holism and wellness. And as such, that infusion through that filter, which is to say through the nursing staff, change, well, it's possible that that changes things somewhat. And therein lies yet another layer of complexity, which is to say that even though nurses are utilizing biomedical information in some capacity, it is also the case that because of the philosophical orientation, because of the focus on something different, something like wellness and symptom management and quality of life, patient satisfaction, these are things that are more often in the domain of nursing research and the nursing vantage point. And again, the waters are a little bit muddy here as well, of course, but it is yet another example of a statistical regularity that we see that is more common to nurses, thereby potentially lending a little more credence to the idea that there is something distinct going on here. So you can see that this becomes very complex. This is not an easy question. It took me 47 minutes to get right back to I have no idea. There are some things that I think become salient throughout the conversation that make themselves apparent to me, one of which is this idea of identity being critical to defining what is nursing, which is that nursing is what nurses do by virtue of the fact that nurses are doing it. And similarly, that medicine is medicine because medical providers and physicians are conducting that work. And so the labels and the identities are intrinsic to those definitions. And I think that that is true. But I also believe it to be a little bit too postmodern for my liking, because it doesn't take into account the pragmatic elements of the reality of the behavioral differences, which do exist. But this, of course, leads me back to this place of wondering aloud, what's the behavioral difference? And can we pin these in each respective bin in any way that is remotely discrete? 
in summary, that leads me to my only other conclusion that I am willing to make in any solidified way, which is to say that perhaps they're not discrete at all. These behaviors exist in a continuous bimodal probability distribution fashion, wherein the differences in those two means are merely statistical and, as I say, continuous. If that were the case, the implication, of course, would be that there is, in fact, an objective difference. It's just that there's not always a difference in every single case. But perhaps that's fine. And so the psychological categorization is operationally useful for us, despite it being much more complex when you actually drill down into these questions. Thank you for listening to this episode of Clinical Appraisal. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please share this channel with your friends in healthcare and review the show on your favorite listening app. There are millions of nurses out there who might benefit from hearing this material, but in order for these podcast algorithms to even pick up the signal of people's interest in this show, there really have to be a minimum number of ratings or reviews on a show, so it really does help in the budding years of a podcast like this one. I'd be very grateful if you could give it a quick rating. If you'd like to ask a question or share a comment, please email me at clinicalappraisal at gmail.com or visit my website at about.me forward slash Ian Lane. If I ever review a paper you are an author on or you would like to join me to discuss some relevant project you are doing, please send a note to that same email address. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you'll join me again next time.